Welcome to Watershed's April podcast. My name is Mark Cosgrove and I'm the Head of Programme at Watershed. This month we focus on two European auteurs, Austrian Michael Haneke and German Wim Wenders. We are opening Haneke's remake of his original 1997 Funny Games and with Wenders we are screening a retrospective of his early work to tie in with the reissue of Alice in the Cities. If I have my facts right, then there have been copyright issues with Vendor's early German films, which have prevented them from getting exposure either in cinemas or on DVD. I guess this must have been resolved. I first saw Alice in the Cities in the early 1980s at the brilliant Scala Cinema in King's Cross in London. A cinema committed to repertory unlike any other, and still sorely missed. At the time, I was studying film at Bill College in Reading, as an aside, there was only a handful of places then that you could study film to degree level. Bill Mersch was one of them, and with people of the calibre of Doug Pye, Jim Hillier, Laura Mulvey, and a young Turk by the name of Stuart Cosgrove, no relation by the way, it was an excellent place to learn about film. London was a 40-minute bus trip away, and I and fellow student Andy Willis, now Dr Willis of Salford University, would schlep up to London to see, for example, a vendor's triple bill. It was on one of these occasions that Alice in the Cities came into my cinematic orbit. A quite brilliant experience, leisurely paced, about a photographer who realises more about himself through his relationship with a nine-year-old girl as they travel through European landscape. Rudy Vogler has a great presence. It was a unique film and would have a huge influence on the independent American filmmakers like Jim Jarmusch. One of the films may also have been Kings of the Road, another of defining moments in early vendors. It is a film about male relationships and the distance in between, but more importantly those relationships of the generation who grew up post-war in Germany. It is also a film about the influence of America. The oft-quoted line, the Americans have colonised their subconscious, is remembered from the film which is a theme in a relationship running through most of Vendor's work. These early films were not only defining for Vendor's career, but were central to the development of what has been described as the new German cinema of the 1970s. Vendor's, along with Werner Herzog and Fassbinder, were shaping a hugely influential moment and movement in European cinema. The trajectory of Vendor's, his stories of outsiders, drifters framed within landscapes, cityscapes, led to the worldwide acclaim for Paris, Texas. I can hear Ry Kuder's distinctive groundbreaking score already. Of course, music and American music were very much a structured presence in Vendor's films. One of his most recent projects was a documentary on bluesman J.B. Lenoir for Martin Scorsese's series on the blues. Documentary is also an area that Vendor's has excelled in. Most people will know of Buena Vista Social Club, but he has a broader portfolio of documentaries that are less well known. For me, a real highlight is Lightning Over Water, a portrait of the great Hollywood director Nicholas Ray in the final months and days of his life as he is dying of cancer. Ray directed Rebel Without a Cause and one of my all-time top ten films, In a Lonely Place, starring Humphrey Bogart and Gloria Graham. Ray was the original outsider and the documentary is a moving account of the filmmaker. Nicholas Ray also connects Jarmusch and Vendors more directly, as Jarmusch studied under Ray in New York. 
Other documentaries include Tokyo Ga, where Vendors travels to Japan to document the legacy of great Japanese director Yasuhiro Ozu, and Notebooks on Cities and Clothes, where Vendors uses a documentary on fashion designer Yamamoto to interrogate his own practice as a filmmaker. In this one, in particular, shot in 1989, Vendors is seen embracing the creative possibilities of handheld digital cameras. The season offers many riches, I haven't even mentioned the stunning wings of desire, but I'll just say a bit about the American friend. I had the rare privilege of seeing Vendors in conversation with Dennis Hopper at the Berlin Film Festival. The story, as Vendors tells it, was that he had signed Hopper to star in the film alongside Bruno Gantz. Shooting was due to start in Hamburg. Vendors was to collect Hopper from the airport. What he didn't quite realise was that Hopper was coming straight off of the shoot of Apocalypse Now. Vendors was met by a Hopper, still dressed exactly as he looks in Apocalypse Now, complete with cameras around his neck, but also, and more worryingly, bitten by all sorts of insects. Vendors' first job was to get Hopper to the hospital and basically keep him alive. When the filming did start, it quickly became apparent that Hopper's method approach to acting was clashing with Gansey's more classical style. This led to arguments and confrontation, but as Hopper remembered it, he realised he had to be more on his game. Meanwhile, Gans was taking a leaf out of Hopper's more relaxed style. By the end of the film, they had almost transformed into each other's acting style. Adapted from Patricia Highsmith's novel, The American Friends, another defining Fender's film, and again hugely influential, especially in the development of American independent cinema of the 80s. Alice in the Cities opens on the 4th of April. The Vendor season runs throughout April at Watershed. See watershed.co.uk for more information. Where Vendors is an incurable romantic as a filmmaker, Austrian Michael Haneke is tougher, more austerely philosophical and certainly more confrontational. His last film, Hidden, was a deserved great success and brought his cinema to a much wider audience. He has now remade his 1997 film, Funny Games, for the English language market and stars Tim Roth and Naomi Watts. I wrote a piece for staff at Watershed to provide some context to the film. Here it is. I thought it might be useful to give some context to the forthcoming release of Funny Games, Michael Haneke's English-language version remake of his 1997 Austrian original. The original was controversial, and I suspect the remake may be so as well, although this is by no means guaranteed. Why is it controversial? The film plays with and exposes the audience's vicarious and questionable pleasures whilst watching fictionalised horror stroke violence. Funny Games is a violent thriller, but it does not allow the audience to hide in the comfort of the dark, but rather tries to make the viewer in a way complicit with what is happening on screen. This, as you can imagine, can be a deeply uncomfortable experience. Why does he do this? Hanukkah wants us to think about what we are doing when we engage in such cinematic, in quotes, pleasures, and to ask, why do we want to see such violence, which raises questions about the audience's impulse, and also about the cinematic mechanism itself. The film's aesthetic, and possibly political, roots are in Brechtian theatre. Hanukkah, like Brecht, wants the audience to actively engage and not passively consume. In this instance, about what it means to consume exactly such images. What do we want to get enjoyment from? 
Ultimately, Hanukkah with funny games wants the audience to reject the experience and walk out, demanding a more civilised and civilising film culture. As a film, Funny Games is a pure distillation of the family and peril thriller genre. As filmmaking, it is brilliantly orchestrated and choreographed, beautifully precise, with, certainly in the original, excellent performances. As a filmmaker, Hanukkah is one of the most challenging and important of European directors. See, as mentioned before, Hidden, but also The Piano Teacher and Code Unknown. I suggested to our front of house and box office staff that if any audience member leaves through outrage or disgust at funny games, they are entitled to demand a more civilising and civilised film culture. However, they're not entitled to ask for their money back. This is a shot-for-shot remake, and I guess the question has to be why has Hanukkah done that? In my view, why change a perfect script, plot construction, film, when you're simply being asked to appeal to a wider English-speaking audience? Hanukkah's English-language remake of Funny Games opens at Watershed on the 4th of April, and you can decide for yourself whether his Brechtian strategies have worked. For more information... See watershed.co.uk